Now, back to Mr. T on KNBR, the sports leader. Eric Burns, Tom Tolbert, back with you at the Warriors practice facility. It's media day, getting you ready for the 2012-2013 season. It's always, indeed, a pleasure to talk to the Hall of Famer, Jerry West. Jerry, how you doing? I'm fine, Tom. Media day's changed a little bit, hasn't it, since uh, you were a rookie? You ever thought you'd see, like, a <laughs> Twitter, a tweeter? Uh, I have no idea what that is, but <laughs> social media hub I know right it's, behind you, Jerry. It is the. Uh, it's, it is I know what it is. It, it, it's a vehicle to say something stupid. A lot of people. Do. <laughs> very true. Very very true. Fourteen-time hey, All-Star. Uh, I mean, I look at the credentials here. Top fifty greatest players in the history of the NBA. Obviously, what you've done as an executive is equally as impressive. The seven. Uh, seven championships with the Lakers, being able to turn around what you did in Memphis in, in such a hurry, uh, bringing them to their first playoff berth. I would say possibly your greatest accomplishment ever was being named the finals MVP despite being on the losing team in 1969. How did you pull that off? Um, you know, I really don't know. I, I said I've always had two very dubious honors. I was the most valuable player in a losing team in the NCAA Finals, too, in the Finals. I got beat by one point by Cal, and uh, I had a, a big playoff series against the Celtics, and I have no idea because I've always felt that that should be reserved for the winning team. But um, I've had some crazy things to happen to me in my career. Uh, uh, you know, I've had some wonderful exciting things that personally happened to me but uh eric as you're well aware um the only thing that really matters at the end of the day if you care is you win and then win the ultimate prize and played in nine nba finals and won once um i can't tell you even today i'm still left with uh a lot of scar tissue from losing those things but i i think the one thing that uh i feel most fortunate about i, I had a chance to live my childhood dreams and and uh, still being involved in something I've always loved. Uh, I think one of the greatest quotes I've ever heard, find an occupation you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I've never worked a day in my life. And it's still fun and exciting for me to be here, to be part of a revitalization of this franchise. And I look around and I see the talent that's here that wasn't here a year ago. And this organization has done a heck of a job bringing players in that can be more competitive. We've got size. We've got experience. Uh, we need to be healthy. But we should have a, a team that uh, our fans are really going to feel feel good about. How much of winning that one championship, Jerry, makes up for the eight losses? Tom, probably very little, to be honest with you. Uh, there's a song, Peggy Lee. Well, some of these young kids wouldn't know who Peggy, Peggy Lee is, but <laughs> she had a song, Is That All There Is? And um, I know the despair and, and the anger and hurt that you feel when you get there so close so many times, uh, sharing a bond with not... 25 or 50 teammates but with 11 or 12 teammates uh, you become very very close and everyone feels the hurt uh, and also the anger because you put so much into it and uh, at the end of the day life is about competition and I know even today the thing that spurs me most is I'm still very competitive you talked about before we came on the air uh, and you look great by the way well thank you you said discipline is a big reason why I continue to do what I do I'm sure discipline was always a central theme throughout your life, throughout your career. When did that start, and how has maybe the word discipline, I don't know if it's changed for you, but what manifestations has it taken throughout the course of basketball, executive, now being a member of the Golden State Warriors organization? Well, you know, 
I was, for some reason, I was born really competitive, and the only thing I ever cared about was winning or doing my very best. And, uh, you know, hard work is a skill. A lot of people look at a player and they say he's immensely talented, but he doesn't work very hard. Well, it's going to keep you from reaching your goals. And, and uh, for me, I've always been a goal setter in my life. I started at an early age. I didn't know I was doing it. But I was always competitive. I, I, and, you know, I had a very vivid imagination. Uh, I could imagine me doing something with my life that would get me out of the hellhole that I was raised in. And um, it has carried over to executive, uh, uh, even to the point where it was harmful to me from a, from a mental perspective and, more importantly, physically, because it just emotionally wore you out. As a player, you can at least go out there and try to do something about it, and particularly if you're good enough to win games for mm -hmm. your team. And, and I was fortunate enough to be able to do that a lot in my life. But um, it was always about, uh, with me, uh, something that I was born with. Uh, today I feel the same. And I think as an athlete, and both of you guys know what being an athlete's all about, you develop certain habits. I still have habits. On a game day, even at this point in my life, if the Warriors are playing, and I've only been involved here one year, uh, I have a I have kind of a game day thing a routine. <laughs> I had a complete routine for all my life. I did the same thing as an executive when I was there full time as I did when I was a player, except you weren't worried about yourself. I didn't have to worry about myself in terms of getting ready to play a game. I was that was the easiest part. I didn't need a coach to motivate me. I didn't need anyone to motivate me. I was just motivated. But I think later in life, <clears throat> the lessons you learn when you grow up like that is to know that you feel more prepared, a lot more prepared if you're disciplined, uh, if you take care of yourself, if you focus on the task at hand. And I even feel the same way today. When you look at this Warriors team, uh, talking to Jerry West here on KMBR, what reasons should fans be optimistic going into this season? Well, last year, um, <clears throat> the season was kind of cobbled and thrown together. Uh, you know, pro probably the teams that were go going to be good we're going to be the teams that had veteran players uh, because they'd been there before, they uh, had, had uh, played together before, and they knew each other's personality, probably didn't have a coaching change. Whether well, it's a coaching change and coming here with a, with a team that, uh, to me, was simply not good enough to win a lot of games. They were going to be competitive because we got some competitive people. We were the worst rebounding team in the league by far. Uh, we did not have a team that... Uh, would had basketball intelligence. We had some bright guys, but it's not basketball intelligence. And we were so small, the worst rebounding team in basketball. That has changed almost overnight. And I walk around here and look, and I see some veteran players who are not old, uh, who are going to help stabilize our next tier of, of upcoming veteran players and then a, a rookie draft that we think was very good for us. But we have changed. We've got some really tough guys here. I mean, last year I thought we were a very soft team. Mm -hmm. now, that's not going to happen this year. And we're going to go from being one of the best rebounding, uh, worst rebounding teams, to, I think uh, one of the better ones uh, almost overnight. So, you know, for the fans up here who are so impassioned, uh, I'm optimistic. I would never promise anything because I don't think you can do that because our coaches have to mold these players just – like in Tom, you've seen mm -hmm. in basketball. Obviously, you've seen it in baseball. Sometimes you have wonder, wonderful chemistry. Sometimes you don't. And um, we have some really classy kids on this team who are not only good basketball players, but they're tough-minded. 
and they want to do something special with their careers, the, particularly the young ones and the growing ones. And, you know, I look at our backcourt now, and I say to myself, oh, my gosh, you know, what a change over a year ago. We had a Jared Jack, a, a very mm-hmm. solid player, productive player. Uh, Clay Thompson is going to be a terrific player in this league. Um, uh, uh, Seth, uh, Steph Curry is back and healthy. Uh, and then I look up front, and I said, oh, my gosh, we went from a midget team to mm-hmm. we're big and we're strong. Uh, I'm excited about all those things. And, and also our coaching staff, which was young a year ago, they didn't have enough uh, equipment to fight the battle. How much will a healthy Andrew Bogut help this team? Oh, boy, he's a tremendous player. I mean, I, I, you know, he led the league in block shots a couple of years ago, I think. Um, but he is probably the best passing center in basketball, and he's a big, tough guy. He really knows how to play, but I just look at his size and the Azili kid who we think is going to be a terrific young backup. Can you imagine going off a screen with guys that size, how much more help? But also people can catch the ball, and once Boga catches it, he's going to make somebody else better because he can really pass the ball. Uh, but we're very excited about him, and uh, we're very excited about a young Clay Thompson. We think he's an all-star uh, uh, I think everyone knows what Curry can do, uh, and uh, t- to me, it's an exciting time. Well, Deb, real quick, uh, Jerry, Tom, and I were just looking up there of the Warrior All Stars through the years, and the last name up there on that list is Latrell Sprewell in 1997. I mean, we're talking 15 years it has been since the Golden State Warriors has had an All Star. Is this going to be the year? Well, as I say, I never predict something, but there's certainly more capable players here this year than we've had in the past. I know that. And I've only been here one year. Uh, It would be wonderful if we could do that. But I think for the fans up here, the one thing I've been most impressed with, and obviously I was involved with the Lakers for years, where we have different kind of fans down there. People, it's it's kind of an event because of the success this team has had so long. And then going to Memphis was, I always said I wanted to work for the worst team in basketball to see if I was any good and see if I could help make a team better. And when I got to Memphis, we didn't, you know, we didn't have, we had a very good player in Powell Gasol, but we didn't have a team. And we were able to put pieces together that helped us do that. But again, he was an all-star player at a very young age. We've got some people here that are capable of being all-star players. There's no question. And I think looking up there, that's a long time to have a void like that. Talking to Jerry West here on KMBR. You mentioned the word chemistry. I'm always, I've always been a big chemistry guy. I think it, it helps a team, and I think it certainly helps it when things could go one way or the other, and chemistry keeps a team together. Just curious what your thoughts on chemistry are, because some people don't buy it. They just say, give me a whole bunch of talent, and I'll go out there and win. What do you think of chemistry, and whether you believe in it or not, and why? Well, I, you know, I have people, I mean, you hear coaches say it all the time. He said, well, I, w- I wasn't a chemistry major. Maybe it would have helped to be a chemistry major. But, <laughs> you know, sitting in locker rooms, sometimes you're around people that you just love and you go close to them. But that stems from people making the extra play in basketball, uh, taking the extra step for a teammate, uh, sacrificing something you might do as an individual to make the sum of everything better. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think there's any question with the character of the players that we have here. And not saying that the players in the past were not like that. But we just have a different group of people here um, that I think if our fans get a chance to interact with them, they're going to say, oh, my gosh, this is what kind of kid I would like to have as my son. Uh, that means a lot. Character does count. But you can't have character uh, without 
people they're willing to sacrifice and, and build something together. Winning is the greatest high in the world. It's the greatest high. I remember one time we didn't lose for three months, went 33 mm -hmm. straight games in a row. That team wasn't particularly close off the court, but boy, when they got on the court, you could just throw the ball anywhere and you knew the person was going to be there. You could make a mistake defensively, you knew someone was going to be there. Uh, the most fun I've ever had playing in my life. I just turn around, and throw the ball, and I knew where, <laughs> I knew where the guy was going to be. I knew where Gail Goodrich was going to be. I just throw it. I just knew it. And when mentally you think alike and you see those things happen, it's a, it's a great feeling to play, be part of those kind of teams. You know, what point during that streak did you realize it was a major story? Well, Tom, it probably it really started with the day Elgin Bailey retired, mm -hmm. uh, who was you know someone I've admired and and loved as a person as a player, shared a lot of uh, really heart rendering things and losses in the finals, but he retired and I said, oh my God, what's going to happen now, right? Because he'd had injuries and everything. The day he retired, we won 33 straight games. I have no idea how, but we started <laughs> winning. And we weren't just winning games by one or two points. We were killing teams. I mean, it wasn't even close. And I've often thought that the thing that uh, was probably most distressing about it, that Elgin wasn't there for part of that. But it was one of those magical moments that happens in sports. You know, DiMaggio's hitting streak, uh, um, Babe Ruth's record for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a mark that's out there that I think it's going to be very difficult to break. But... The thing, that team was so close. Oh, my gosh. We could win anyway. Uh, we could win a low-scoring game, a very physical game, high-scoring game. But we just had so many. It was a puzzle. And when I was little, I used to work, love to work puzzles, particularly in the winter in West Virginia. Not much to do. <laughs> the harder, the better. But the worst thing about it, if you'd ever lose a couple of pieces, that puzzle wasn't complete. Mm -hmm. Well, this puzzle was complete. And... Um, most fascinating three months in my life. I, th there's no way that anyone could have beaten us. There's no way. Did you tell Elgin, man, we should have got rid of you sooner? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. He was, uh, he was someone I've admired for a great deal of my life. Of course. And I'm fortunate yeah. enough to be with him. But I know it was sad for him. It was sad for me when we won. Will it be as easy? Just one, I know we're uh, running up against it, but <clears throat> the Lakers, who are also in the Pacific Division, had Steve Nash and Dwight mm -hmm. Howard. And on the surface, it looks like, wow, these guys are going to be great. Now, the bar for them, as you well know, is championship or nothing. That's the way it is down in Los Angeles, especially for the Lakers. Can you expect that? It took the Heat a year to kind of figure out how to play together. These are all great players, but I'm wondering at different points of their career this year, is this going to be as easy as people think it's going to be? Back to the chemistry. Well, I, I would say no, except for one thing, um, uh, because they are aging. Uh, you know, they're not a real athletic team. Uh, as This league has become more athletic. You know, I, I, I was watching a football game, West Virginia University, where I went to school. Mm -hmm. They score 70 points. Oh, in the a, Baylor game. <laughs> in a, in, against Baylor. And the basketball team didn't average 70 points a game. So, you know, I say, what is this coming to? But, you know, I think they've had some interesting pieces down there. And obviously I would never discount any team with mm -hmm. Kobe Bryant on. I would never do that. But I think it's going to be a bigger challenge. And I think defensively uh, they still will be challenged. But uh, they are on paper. They look terrific. Uh, Dwight Howard will give them a different kind of look than Andrew Bynum. Uh, if he rebounds and defends and blocks shots, that helps them a lot. But I think key, Steve Nash, uh, his ability to get everyone involved, it'll take the ball out of Kobe Bryant's hands a lot late in the game. 
and it will give him a chance to play without the ball, and I think that should help him prolong his career. And, and as you're well aware, he's been one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Looks like your West Virginia squad could have a Heisman Trophy on their hands. Well, you know, it's a wonderful thing for, uh, for the state. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it's amazing. I was just up, I was up to their first football game this year, first time ever. It's hard for me to go there because people are – it's hard to – I can't sit in this. Hard stand. to get around. Yeah, it's hard for me to get around. Yet, yeah, but uh, the enormous uh, facilities that have happened, uh, that have been built, because people are crazy about sports today. Uh, just look at the rights fees, and that will tell you alone. Yeah. But there are rabid fans up there. There are rabid basketball fans. I saw the greatest training facility that I've ever seen in my life for a basketball program at West Virginia University. I think it's called twenty-five or twenty-six million dollars to build it. It's amazing. I wish we had one like that here uh, in, Sam, uh, in the Bay Area, and I know we will have soon. But uh, as I say, West Virginia has a, a great football player, uh, and I do think he's the best. He is the best quarterback I've seen. So well, th- those numbers were the most ridiculous numbers I've ever seen put up a game. I mean, he had more touchdowns than incompletions. Well, you know, and the fact that he had eight touchdowns. Well, you know, having, he hasn't had an interception. He's an unbelievably accurate passer. Yeah. You know who helped him a lot that game? The defense—they were so bad they got the back ball. They got the ball back to him. Well, I, I don't think do that it. was a defensive game. <laughs> Baylor had almost 600 yards of offense himself. 70 to 63. Right, <laughs> incredible. Hey, Jerry, it should be a fun season this year up here in the Bay Area. I know the fans up here love basketball and looking forward to a playoff team. And I think this not only could be one, but could be one for many years if everyone stays healthy. So we certainly appreciate you stopping by and joining us. Well, thank you. Good luck to you, fellas. It's thank you, Jerry. To see you. I'm sure I'll see you again this Absolutely. season. Absolutely, always so a pleasure. Much. Jerry West, everybody.